0: October is finally upon us. I waited the entire year for this specific season because, one, I was born in the south and I couldn't handle spring because of allergies, I couldn't handle the heat because it's hot. Finally, we're at the sweet, sweet spot of autumn and I cannot tell you how excited I am. If you hear ASMR in the back, that is because Uni is finally eating her dinner at 10 o'clock. I don't know what I gave you food at 6, but she looked at it, took a sniff, and she goes, "Mm, Not now. And now she decides to eat her lunch. You need to fix your eating schedule because it's not good to eat and immediately go to sleep. But you know what? Who am I to judge? Because my habits are not any better. However, I do have some highlights to share, and I can't wait to tell you all about it. So, let's go ahead and dive in. So, I'm fairly certain that everyone out there has some kind of a bucket list. You know, it's those list of random things that you wanna accomplish before you're a certain age, or they're just a list of tasks that you wanna complete or places that you wanna visit Um, while you're at a certain location, or while you have some sort of a job. And I'm sure that your list and my list will have some kind of similarities. You probably want to travel around the world, try exotic food, break out of that 9 to 5 cycle, maybe you want to try some unconventional occupations, maybe you want to work remotely, and maybe you want to learn a new language. Maybe you want to finally commit and go to that concert that you really want to see. Or it could be something as simple as having a pet, finally raising the dog that you want, finally raising the cat that you want because you have an Asian parent. (laughs) And all in all, as creatures of habit trapped in this society, I'm sure that the similarities can go on and on. But the differences between you and I is the fact that my list looks a little bit more um, sports-driven, and I can't explain why. So most of my friends had parents with regular jobs, you know, the nine-to-five, office worker, or they're some kind of a shop owner. Well, I was born in a family of two professional athletes. So both my mom and dad, they were gymnasts, and they served in the national team, their country. However, because gymnastics is a very competitive sport and your prime is considered to be between when you are, let's say, from 16 all the way to 24. And once you pass that age, it's like your career is done. So after my parents competed on the national team, naturally they became coaches and judges in their respective sport. So when they had me, I spent most of my childhood at the sports academy. So whenever they go on tour, they go on competition, they'll bring me along. And basically I was raised with their student athletes. (laughs) Like I slept in the dorm with them when it's when, when it was after school, I would take the subway to go to the academy and just basically hang out while they trained and then hang out with the athletes after they finished training and while they were resting in their dormitory because my parents were busy and basically their athletes were their kids as well. So I was just being thrown into the sports world since I was, I guess, as young as I as as young as I could remember, like what? four, five, I remember running around and playing in the gym. Wow, if you look to the side, in the background, just people doing like floor routines or on the uneven bars or on the um, balance beams. And I'm just like, ah, I, it's so funny because I hated gymnastics so much. Like I did not want to do it myself but I love watching it. So much so that, you know, tens, 10 years later, was it 10 years later? 10, 20 years later, now that I'm in a different country, my mother is still is still active in the gymnastics world. So sometimes when she goes to competitions that were hosted by, let's say, world champions or Olympic champions, for example, Simone Biles, she... <laughs> First of all, mom, thank you for this. She knew that I was such a big fan. She got like an autograph, postcard or photo for me. And she tried to collect those like little merch and she would bring it back and give it to me and be like, boom, I went to the Simone Bios open, open invitation. I forgot what it was called a few years back. And uh, I asked her for for an autograph, here you go. And I was like, oh my gosh, mom, thank you so much. I still have it. It's in my room all the way in the US. Not with me at the moment, but it's one of the things that I treasure to this day, to this day. And because I was raised in such a, you know, sports-driven environment, the Olympics is like my Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I go all out. You know, I have the USA Olympic teams merch, I have the Chinese team (laughs) merch, like whenever my mom gets something from her teams here or from China. Like I'm like, can I can I please have that jacket? Like I I don't, can I can I please borrow? it? Can I wear it? Can I wear it while we watch gymnastics? Like can we watch the Olympics together? Like it's something that I treasure a lot because of my upbringing, and whenever I see anything that is gymnastics related, it always reminds me of my parents. So it's something that I hold dear to my heart. So naturally, my bucket list is very you know sports influenced. Because I traveled on tour with my parents since I was young, I really like to watch competitions. And for gymnastics, you know, I've always wanted to go to like a world championship because everything that I've been at is usually maybe like state level but nothing like national level or, or on a bigger scale. So I made this promise with my mom. I was like, "Hey mom, one either let's go watch an Olympics together or let's can can we go to like a gymnastics world championship together?" That that's on my bucket list. And she's like, "Okay, you know, whenever it's the right time and I have an opportunity, then let's go do that." I was like, "Great." However, It's 2022 mom, (laughs) because of COVID and everything. We were thinking about going to the 2020, was it 2022 or 2020? You know, the Olympics in Beijing, but because of coronavirus, everything was restricted and overall just a lot of things have changed. So that we just kind of miss the best time. And now it's just on hold. But it's fine because I kind of sorta was able to fulfill that wish on my own with Taro. And to preface this situation, I must clarify this. Although I was raised by gymnastics parents, my absolute favorite sport is actually Tennis. <laughs> And the whole reason why I'm obsessed with tennis is because long ago, there was an anime called Prince of Tennis. And <laughs> this is so embarrassing to admit, but I was so obsessed with that anime. To a point, I was like, you know what? Mom, I want to join the tennis team. And she's like, yeah, 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 sure. You can, you can try, but I don't think you'll be good at it. I'm like, oh yeah? Watch me. So when I was in high school... <laughs> Finally, I was like, "Wait, I can try out for high school." So, I played tennis in my high school team for a little bit. Why why only a little bit? Because I couldn't multitask. I couldn't play while keeping my grades up and I my parents wanted me to have 90s and above at all times. So, it was really sad. We were out playing like a game and I got the news that they received my report card and I I remember holding my breath. I was like, well, um, how was it? And they're like, well, most of your classes are above 95. However, there's one that's like 93. So pack your bags, no more tennis for you. Also, you're getting really dark because I was staying in Texas and Texas heat not playing, they'd be really roasting me. And I looked really toasty to a point that whenever I sit in the back seat and my mom is driving and we're at a red light, she'll always make the effort to turn around, look at me and go, oh my God, your face is so dark. So dark, Julie. So so my mom was happy that I was not going to play tennis anymore because apparently I was getting too I was, I, was getting, I was looking like a burned toast, in her opinion. So my tennis dream, I guess, stopped when I was in high school. And I didn't really pick it up in college because I was busy drowning in pre-med. And now that I am free <laughs> from academic responsibilities, recently I picked up tennis again. But now that I'm in Korea, I don't really have a tennis buddy. And Taro is smart enough to pick up some of the basics, but he uses the racket like it's like it's a freaking baseball bat and then the balls just go flying. And he, you know, tennis is not a sport for him. He's more of a basketball guy. So I appreciate that he put up with me whenever I want to relieve my stress by playing tennis. But I realized that I need a more sustainable way for me to fulfill that craving myself. So I started going to, there is a tennis court right next to my apartment and it makes me so happy because it's right outside my windows. So sometimes I can spy on people playing tennis outside and I was itching to go, but I was a little bit scared because one, Taro doesn't live with me. So if I go, I would have to go alone. And, you know, maybe I can practice tennis by hitting the ball against the wall, and I really don't mind. Even just by doing that gives me loads of serotonin. But I was just scared to go by myself. One time, I was really stressed, and I wanted to take care of it somehow, but I didn't want to go to the gym. And I wanted, I wanted to play tennis. So I look at the court and I'm like, hmm, right now no one is there. Because it's a public court, there's no really reservation. So if you show up, it's empty, then you play. But if someone else is there, then they stay there until whenever they want to leave. So I walked downstairs and around my building to get to the court. And I kid you not, as I was approaching the entrance to the tennis court, I see four Honky guys get off like a white little car with a basket of tennis ball, and they're they're just walking towards the entrance. As I was walking towards the entrance, (laughs) it was obvious that I was going to go play tennis. Why? I have my little tennis racket on my shoulder, and uh, I was holding one of those like self-tennis thing where you fill the water in there. And then on one end, it's attached to like an elastic and the elastic is attached to a ball so that I can hit the ball It'll come bouncing back. And we just kind of meet in the middle and I just look at them getting into the tennis court and I just kept walking straight because what was I going to do? Fight them? I'm going to lose. <laughs> so I was so sad. I just kept walking. And I'm like, should I just go home? Or should I go back and ask if I can play on the side? But I was really scared at the moment. And again, language barrier. I didn't want to cause any more trouble. I just wanted to relieve my stress. So I ended up walking around the court and just went back home. Now, later that night, however, I looked at the court and I see them playing and I'm like, oh my God, not to be mean, but you guys suck so much. <laughs> So I was, I got a little bit angry looking at them, observing them for like at least half an hour. Then I decided, you know what, let me, let me just go. So after I did some work, I went downstairs again. And by the time I got to the court, the four dudes were gone. And now there were only like a coach and a student there just practicing value against the net. So I was like, hmm, they look nice? I think I can do this. So I didn't actually go up and ask them if it was okay for me to play on the side. Like I literally was playing on the side, on the side. Like I was not anywhere near them because I have my, again, my self tennis thing. So I was playing there and I was having a blast until I turned around and I noticed, oh, they left. So Instead of using the self-tennis thing, I started hitting the ball against the wall and I practiced on my serves. And I think like an hour and a half later, the court closed because it was 10 o'clock. And I was so happy that night. I think I probably went to bed smiling. (laughs) That's how much I loved tennis. And what had happened was two weeks ago, I had to conduct like a week-long training for the newbies that were joining my work. At the time, I was fairly stressed about this whole thing because the week-long training goes on top of my regular schedule. So in the morning from like 8.30 to 12, I will be doing this training. And then immediately after the meeting is over, I have to write reports and commute to work and proceed my nighttime schedule from like four to 10 on certain days. And then when I come back, I need to prepare for the training for the next day. So during that entire week, I was really stressed and I didn't really get a lot of sleep. At the time, it felt really hard to continue. But I wanted something to look forward to so that I can push on until it's Friday. And at the time, during one of the sessions, I think I was in the bathroom <laughs> as, one, as one doobie after one cup of coffee. I was in the bathroom and you know how on Instagram, on the discovery page, it's entirely curated by AI, by the algorithm. Based on what you like, so my discovery page consists of shoes. <laughs> uh, what, what was it? Shoes. I think tennis and some. I think maybe some K-pop things. Oh, or cats. <laughs> that is the that's the content of my discovery page, and I was paying attention to U.S. Open because U.S. Open recently just concluded so my feed is stacked with tennis content and i noticed there's one post that says korea open and i was like wait a second korea has has a tournament for tennis here in seoul what i didn't know about this so i went to their page and i checked the schedule and i noticed that they're hosting not one but two okay Let's talk about this. I think it makes sense that they're hosting two because one for men, one for women. But they were sponsored by two different people. So I thought it was like two separate um, tournament. Anyways, I noticed that that week, two weeks ago, that week, Korea Open was hosting their uh, WTP or the women's tennis. And then one week after... They were hosting ATP, the men's tennis. So I was like, oh my gosh, that is, that is th- this weekend. The f- women's singles final and women's doubles final were happening on sa- Saturday or Sunday? I think, I think, well, was Saturday or Sunday? Why do I not know? This is two weeks ago. I think it was Sunday. I'm going to say Sunday. Yeah. And... I saw that, I screen capped it, and immediately I sent it to Taro. I asked him, this is happening this Sunday. Do you think it's still possible for us to get tickets? Because I've never been to any tennis tournament. I don't know how popular it is. I don't know how fast the tickets will sell out. I have no idea how much it cost. I do remember while I was paying attention to the U.S. Open just just for giggles. I looked up how much how much it costs for a ticket to watch the was it the men's finals or one of the semifinals match, and it was only sixty dollars. Okay, I shouldn't say it was only sixty dollars, but I expected it to be more because it's like a it's a national event, right? So I was like six oh, dollars. Not bad, not bad at all. I would I would do that to watch one of my favorite tennis player, right? So I'm fully expecting for the price to be around that level, if not more, because it's in Korea. And currently in Korea, tennis is not a popular, not a popular, popular sports yet. So I sent the screenshot. I went back to my training. Then Taro got back to me and said, Oh, yeah, it's doable. We can book tickets this Sunday. Do you want to watch women's double or women's single? I was like, "Uh, women's singles. How much is it? He says, $20. (laughs) Only $20. I was like, $20? Heck yeah. I'm paying for your tickets too. Let's go watch it. So I just power through that week, the training week. And I was so excited and I couldn't wait for Sunday because that was going to be my very very first tennis tournament. And that entire day, I was so happy. I was basically skipping. (laughs) I cannot emphasize how excited I was. It felt like a dream come true. Although it's not like gymnastics related, but to watch a match in this scale was a first in my life. And it's even more special because I was doing it with Taro. So I I warned him that a tennis match, you know, there's three sets, each set has six games. So approximately it's going to last from about two and a half to like three hours. And he looked at me and said, what? (laughs) It's not just like one game. I was like, nah, (laughs) it's going to, it's going to take a while. So the $20 ticket is like the cheapest ticket and it's higher up in the arena. For me, actually, I didn't mind because I can have a better view of the entire court. It felt like I was playing the tennis game that I have on my PlayStation 4, like the Australian Open tennis game. And thank goodness, it's a hard court, so the court itself is blue. And then the tennis ball is like this neon greenish yellow, right? So we can clearly see the ball even though we're higher up. And that day I was just living in a dream. Like we watch, I should have went there earlier to see the women's double and then watch the women's singles. But I, again, I didn't know how it worked. So I was just excited to even be able to make it. To one match, so we watched a match. It was it was good. It was great. It, one unfortunate thing is that one of the players suffered like a medical injury. So towards the end of the match, not saying that she kind of gave up, but it was apparent that she wasn't gonna win. So towards the end, it was kind of predictable. But um, I wanted to watch Emma, but. Emma withdrew due to, you know, the thing is with Korea Open, so many players, men and women, withdrew from the matches because of health condition. And I think this is because of the yellow dust. At the time, um, after the women's finals, the yellow dust just really started picking up. The sky was icky colored and you can, you can really feel it. It's draining your energy and your nose is just constantly congested. And that made sure that whenever I stepped outside, my mask was covering my nose. I didn't want any of that up in my airway. So right after we finished the women's finals, right, um, I'm on the runner's high. And immediately I asked Taro, is it possible for us to book the, I kid you not, we were on the escalator, getting to line number nine, the purple line. I forgot whichever line that is. We were going to the subway line, and I was asking Taro, do you think it's possible for us to book the men's finals next week? Because even though I want to watch as many matches as possible, I couldn't really go during the week because I had work. So I asked him, "Let's let's try for the finals next Sunday again." So Taro's on the escalator doing his little thing, beep boop, and he found through Ticket Link that the men's finals were hosted by Eugene something something blah 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 doesn't matter. And when he checked out the prices, he said, um, "The men's finals are a little bit." more expensive and I ask how much he goes 60 so I was thinking mm, first of all <laughs> just sports between women and men the prices are always like this the women's competitions are cheaper and then the men's competitions are a little bit more expensive because generally people like to watch men's competing, except gymnastics is very funny because people like people are more interested in women's gymnastics more than the men's gymnastics, but I digress. So I was like, well, it is a lot more expensive than the women, but this is an annual event. So also this year, Kasper Rood and other players were, other really good players were playing. So I thought, you know what? This is a good chance. $60. I'll just I'll just not buy any clothes this month, which I bit my tongue. I bought clothes the the week after, however. Anyways, the point is I decided to bite the bullet and get the ticket. So I did. And this time, I thought to myself, instead of just watching the dub- uh the singles, let me get there earlier. To watch the doubles too. And while I was thinking about that, Taro said, um, also because it's men's finals, they recommended that you to show up earlier because they are they don't they didn't cap how many tickets that they were selling. So if they oversell, you might not get a seat. So I said, okay, then I know the matches. It says that the match will happen at 3 and the doubles will happen at 12, one thirty. So I'd said, you know what? I'm going to show up at 12. I can bring a book and line up outside. It's fine by me. And that day, it was supposed to rain. So they actually sent Taro a message telling him that, hey, all the games have been moved because of rain. So make sure that you get there earlier. So now the doubles match happens before the singles match. The doubles match were taking place at 12.30 and then men's singles were supposed to happen at 1.30. I'm looking at the math and the math ain't mathing. There is no way that you can finish in one hour math. No, you can finish three sets in one hour. Like you just can't do that. So I said, you know what? Let me definitely show up to the men's doubles first and have a seat so that I don't need to leave the venue and I can just stay all the way. And I was mentally prepared to be there for like six hours, four to six hours, because if I'm gonna watch two matches, averaging two and a half per match, it was gonna be a long day, but it doesn't matter because I'm running on pure adrenaline, dopamine, serotonin, any good hormones that you know, just, just toss them my way, right? So first, I was sitting at the wrong seat. <laughs> Someone very kindly told me that, um, excuse me, ma'am, this is my seat, right? So I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I moved back to where I was the week before. So it was a lot higher up. Actually, I was on the very, very last roll. And you would think that I can't see anything, but actually, that was probably the best spot for me. I can see everything. I can see the player's movement. I don't have to worry about the ajumas in front of me with their umbrellas because it's drizzling. Anyways, I enjoy the game, the doubles game. I watch halfway. I think I started four games in and I watched the whole thing and then I watch... The singles and everything ended around, everything was pushed because, again, it's impossible for them to finish like a match in one hour. So the doubles actually ended around three and then starting from three, I think the game finished at around five. And that was really, really pushing it. Because my phone was on 10%. <laughs> and I'm all the way on the other side of Seoul. Not really sure how to get home. But I was like, it's okay. I'm going to reserve my battery so that I can take pictures of the game and film the last shot. The first, I filmed the first shot of the match as well as the last shot of the match. And it was a great game. It was between, I can't say their last names, because I'm just gonna butcher it. But it is between the Canadian and the Japanese tennis player. And my God, they were both good, but one of them is kind of like a man child. He threw tantrum and he left the court for like a solid five minutes. Then he came back and everyone else is like cheering for me like, let's go tennis. And I'm like, nah, he a man child, he has no class. While on the other hand, the Japanese player, I don't, I don't know what else to say. He was a wizard. He was great. I was, I was so glad that I bit the bullet and decided to pay sixty for this match because I think it's worth every single penny. And when I was walking out of the venue, I felt like, okay, now my dream is complete. I've crossed out this thing that I really wanted to do. From my bucket list i didn't expect it to do it in korea and i didn't expect it to be tennis but you know everything worked out great i have nothing to complain one thing i will do better next time because you bet i will be there 2023 before the korea opened in the september or october is that um i need to bring food <laughs> usually people will go in pairs So someone would sit there and save the seat while the other person goes down and go to concession stand and get food. If I were to watch a doubles and singles match again, I need to bring food, like bring coffee or bring snacks because freaking on the very last roll, I think they because they don't have people behind them, they just fully unleashed themselves. I see spicy rice cake, I see chicken, I see beer, like I was like, what? And I'm over here just politely with my... I brought my camera, I brought my film camera, and I brought my phone to take pictures. I was really going all out. I did not want to miss a single moment. But for the most part, I took pictures, as I've mentioned before, first and last shots. And then throughout the game, I was just 100% focused on the game. Just watching the players play out all three sets. Just... Chef's kisses, chef's kisses. Now, just as I thought that this event, the Korea Open, was going to be the highlight of my year, given that there are only two months left and I don't anticipate anything exciting happening other than the fact that Christmas is around the corner to close off the year, everything took a turn and it was spinning out of control really, really fast. So in... November. Well, actually, to be more specific, at the end of November, my contract with my current company will come to an end. My original intention was to resign with the current company for another year and, you know, carry on. Everything else will proceed as normal. However, recently, my mother actually contracted COVID. So... She is in an older group, and I was worried about her health condition because on top of that, she also has heart problem. So I was really worried that um, with COVID, it might trigger something else. So I consider the possibility that, you know, maybe when my contract naturally comes to an end, I would just take a term break. So here, a school term is three months, so, I would be gone for three months and I can come back and, you know, continue doing what I do. So, I expressed my intention to my manager. And she had recommended that instead of taking a term break, which is a little bit too long, why don't you just take a month off? And I was thinking, a month off? How would that work? Because I, The reason why I offered to take a term off, because I understand that whenever someone tries to take a month off within the semester, it gets really hectic because scheduling-wise is a mess. You're going to be gone. Someone has to sub for you while you're gone. And then when you come back, they give those classes back to you. But it's just a headache to schedule around. So I thought that by taking a term off, it's an easy way out for her. But in their perspective, they're trying to lock me down for another one-year contract first so that they know that for sure I will come back and return as a teacher. So I looked at her proposal and I talked to my parents about it. And I said, you know, I can no longer do a term off is a month off. Okay. And then we looked at the dates and then we figured that you know what, I think a month is okay, it's doable. Then we started talking about which date am I able to leave. So because I know, again, I know what my manager will have to deal with, I told her that I was flexible. It doesn't matter if it's the beginning of the term or if it's the end of the term, Whichever way, it's easier for you to arrange. However, it took so long for us to finalize the date. And when the dates were finally finalized, get this. I am arriving the day after Thanksgiving. And I have to be back the day before Christmas. So my mom was pissed. She's like, can you can you just miss one and not both? And I said, you know, I understand where you're coming from and I 100% agree, but I see the issue on the other side is that when we come back, when I come back, the day after Christmas is when we start our winter intensive camp. So there's no way that I could take a day off. It's, It's just important for me to be there on day one when the camp starts. So there's just no way for me to get out of that. And I, I told her, I said, you know, we can have a pretend Christmas. <laughs> we can have a late Thanksgiving and an early Christmas. You know, as long as we're coming back, we're reunited as a family, then, you know, all these social construct the holidays, it can be, we can even, I don't know, just make a hybrid one. You know, it's okay. I'm going to be there. So the exciting thing to wrap up my 2022 is that I will be going home for a month between November and December, see my family, and I guess to catch up with any friends who are around the area because I won't really be able to commute to other areas because one, money, budget. I won't be working for an entire month and I still have to pay rent here and I still have to feed Uni. Luckily Tara will be taking care of Uni so I don't have to worry about putting her at a daycare or asking anyone else to take care of her and she will be with someone that she knows so she won't be an anxious mess cuz she's she's a very shy cat. I noticed that in August, I think it was in August. I had some friends from the states to visit me, and they wanted to see Uni. So I was like, "Yeah, come on over." And Uni was hiding. She was hiding as if we had an intruder. And I was like, "Uni, come on, like, come say hi." And she was just in the corner. She's like, "I'm not coming out. You don't know who they are, Mom. They could, they could do horrible things to me." <laughs> but in the end, like, I was able to bring her out, say hi to them, and they left. But anyways. Who knew that I would be following their footsteps and returning to the States a few months later? I didn't I didn't see this coming at all or I didn't really consider it because in my mind, I plan on returning to the States or I plan on visiting the States again when my sister is graduating, right? Because high school graduation is still a pretty big thing and I want to be there for her. But I asked her, I was like, hey... When are you graduating? She goes twenty twenty five, and I said twenty twenty five. That's that's a long ass time. Which again solidified my decision to visit home this year, because if I visit home this year, then we can take another two years hiatus and then return home again when she's graduating, right? Another thing I'm excited for uh, when I go home is to eat at all these fast food restaurants that they don't have here. I am most excited for. Let me let me give you a list, okay? And just in case if I forget because I get busy packing and taking care of everything else I can come back to this podcast and write down whatever I need to try. First of all, water burger. It's only specific to Texas as far as I know, unless if they became a trader and expanded to other states. Whataburger, Chick-fil-A, P-Terry's. I don't know if other states have P-Terry's, but I've only seen it in Austin. P-Terry's, not really interested in In In-N-Out, but definitely Chipotle. Oh my God, I miss Chipotle so much. And Torchy's Tacos. Um, And any other food truck tacos in general, because I miss Mexican food a lot too. I want hello bros, hello guys. It doesn't matter which one. Either would suffice. What else do I want to eat? Uh, ramen Tatsuya. And, um, what else do I miss from this day? Uh, there is a place that my best friend and I go to when we were in college. It's called College Roadhouse. They serve Korean food, and we will always go there. after After work... <laughs> Or after classes. Um, where where else do I want to go? I think those are the... I want to go to Costco. I want to go to Costco. I want to go to HEB? HEB is a regional specific grocery in Texas. And where else do I want to go? Hmm. want to go to the domain. I want to go to La Cantera. I want to app- go to the Apple store because... I pre order the 14 Pro. There are two reasons why I pre-ordered the 14 Pro. One is because recently our family changed, switched carriers, so it's about time. And two, I wanted to get, the thing is if you get a phone in Korea or Japan, they have the shutter sound and it's very loud because they want to combat the issues that people were taking upskirt photos so that whenever someone uses the camera function, the shutter sound cannot be turned off. It's a good, it's a good incentive, like I, I get it. But for me, I feel very self-conscious taking pictures in public. In the past, in the States, I always use my phone to take pictures. However, while I was here, I kind of stopped taking pictures and I forgot how to take pictures because I'm so self-conscious about the sound. It's really loud. It goes, let me, hold on. Let me me grab my phone and let me show you. Okay, this is in the regular mode. Okay, let me, silent mode. It doesn't go away. (laughs) and sometimes when you're in the really really quiet area and you just hear this it's like freaking TMZ on the side of the streets so i don't i don't want to be that person so i'm really excited because i always thought hmm if i'm going to visit the states again first i have to update all my cards update my driver's license and if possible i would like to get a phone so that i could take pictures again and i thought that this year Comparing to the regular models, I think the pro model is worth the money. So I ordered the purple. But now after I ordered the purple, I'm starting to look at the space black. I'm like, purple, black, purple, black. But the problem is by the time that I pick up my phone, the only possible way to change the color is if they have any available stock in the store. But if they don't, then, you know, I can't really change the color anymore. So we'll see, it's not a big deal, but um, those are some of the things that I'm really excited for once I go back to the States. Oh, one more. I really miss my car, Nunu. I want to uh, just go on a drive, listen to music, maybe pick up some coffee. And yeah, I, I don't know. It still feels kind of unreal that I'm going to be going home in less less than a month. No, let me check. In 48 days, right? I have the widget for 47 days. In 47 days, I'll be going home. And to be honest, I don't know if I'm ready. I know that thanks to... Thanks to the decline in COVID cases now from Korea, you no longer need a PCR result to leave or get into the country. And I think same thing goes for the U.S. So that saves a lot of hassle. But I still have to take care of my alien card issue, my banking issue. I recently just re-signed my lease with my current apartment. I have to transfer a couple of thousands of Key deposit and realtor feed, et cetera, et cetera. It's just a lot of things are coming. But at least I know that in the end of November, this big thing is coming. And I can't wait, honestly. I will miss Taro and I will miss Uni and maybe even some of my kids for a little bit. But I think it's about time that I visit visit home and check up on my family and make sure that they are all doing okay. And my friends too, because I feel like I just fell into a limbo and everyone else has moved on. And I would like to know that, hey, what are you doing these days? And how are you feeling? Just, just Just to catch up to speed, you know? So yeah, that is everything that has happened in the past two weeks. And I can't wait to tell you when my U.S. trip transpires, and of course, I'm sure as directionally challenged as I am, I will probably have more stories to tell for everything that happens during my commute back home. So yeah, please stay tuned, and thank you for listening to the 56th podcast of Lactose Intolerant. Say hi to milk tea for me, and I'll see you next week. Take care, and uh,